Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Harbert, your host, and with me today is Mr. Brandon Noway. How you doing today, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good, Mark. How about you? I am excited, brother. I mean, I've been watching our Rays, been looking across all the different divisions in uh, Major League Baseball, a lot of activity going on, and some real head shakers, too. I, I, you and I both talked about once the All-Star game was over, and People started really making those final decisions on who they'd pick up, who they'd trade. Yankees, Yankees made a couple of good choices. Yeah, they definitely did. made a bunch of good choices, and it's helped them because they're up to what, 11 straight, 12 straight now? 11 straight. If they get 12 straight, I think they're going to match a record that was last set in 1961. And you and I both talked about they put a couple extra – fire plugs in there to, you know, I should say, a couple extra pistons or something to get energized, and it seems to be working. I mean, we, we've seen the past where old uh, Aaron Boone had to be sitting at there uh, at the old manager's meeting post-game and looking all sorrowful and head down and everybody just knocking the crap at him and saying all kinds of terrible things. And now here he is you know, looking at maybe 12 games in a row and I guess they put him up on their shoulders and he's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went from people saying that this team is horrible, fire everybody, to now they're going to win the World Series easily. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're going really strong. And I think their only weakness is their closer, if I'm honest. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what the heck's going to happen. What happened last night with Chapman, anyway? I didn't see it, but I saw on Twitter, apparently he was sweating profusely, which he seems to do a lot. <laughs> and he, he almost blew the game for him. I believe he left with the bases loaded. He gave up a run. Very easily could have lost that game. But, I mean, I, I even see on Twitter Yankee fans are starting not to like him because he's so inconsistent or blows the saves. Well, yeah, he's he is amazing. I mean, he's this man has been able to throw, you know, high-powered pitches, you know, speeds like nobody else for the longest time. And, like you said, they almost lost the game last night. They should, as far my, I'm concerned – they should have lost the game last night because there was one play, one play where Mr. Freeman was coming in there to the home plate, and he made it, man. His feet was on there before he got tagged, but upon review, uh, it didn't happen. And that just wasn't right, if you ask me. But uh, it, it was very clear to anybody and everybody who saw the video. Wow, I missed that. I'm going to have to go back and look for that. Yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly, ugly, ugly. And uh, with, with Freddie Freeman, you know, he's lovable. You know, you, you talk about America's football team being <laughs> the Cowboys and all that. But what I think of America's uh, baseball player, I either think sometimes I think Angels, I think Trout or Otani. But then my mind goes to uh, Freeman and uh, also Trey Mancini. So those are, are four pivotal icons in baseball for me. And w when I see somebody like Freeman get cheated out of a home run, I'm not home run, getting cheated out of a, a run, I was like, ugh, this, this is killing me. And since they were playing the Braves last night, the Yankees, uh, I saw another, some other remarks from Charlie Morton. I don't know how recently they were, but he has the opinion that it shouldn't be the uh, – the first call by the umpire, you and I have talked about this before, the first call by the umpire is what needs to be the law, basically. It has to be overturned. It's like if you're the reigning champ in boxing, it has to be a clear decision against you to, to win. Well, I don't know how much clearer it could be. And Morton's saying 
You know what? If, if it comes into question, just go ahead and put the umpire's decision aside and let New York look at it without without that. You know, they need to look at it blankly or blindly without knowing what that umpire actually called it. What do you think? Yeah, what you were saying, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. They always say that during the Rays game. Brian Anderson's always like, is it clear and concise? That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it is in hockey. That's the way it is in all the football leagues. That's every division that or every sport that has replay. That's the rule. It's either you have the ruling and it can only be overturned if it is clear and concise. And apparently that's not always the case. We see baseball seems to have a lot of problems with that. With football coming upward, I'm sure we're going to see plenty of problems with that. It's it's just one of the the flaws of replay, even though it's a, a simple rule that should be pretty easy to follow. Yeah, it goes back to where I think sometimes I, robot umpires, maybe they can do balls and strikes. I don't know that they could see when a player's foot touch, uh, when a player's foot touches base, you know, when they're going to first base or when they're going to go ahead and slide in there. Did they, they get in? I, I can't imagine that robot umpires couldn't do that as well. But I think that whatever the call is, whether it be from a robot umpire or a flesh and blood umpire, that that if there is a serious question that like I said the uh, the guy sitting in New York should not look at it without knowing what was called eh, just me yeah that that could be a, a good way to to beat around the the uh the little bit of a bias cuz i mean it's a human factor you know think about hey you know maybe they're thinking hey this, this is my boy i like this guy i want to help him out a little bit I mean, it is human to make mistakes, too. They could have just made a mistake there. Or maybe they just saw an angle that they nobody else saw, which for some reason they, they say they have that angle, but they never show it. But I think that just might be a bit of a, a CYA when they use that, that excuse. Yeah, and you know, since the Yankees are my favorite team, just like... Uh... Just like the Cowboys are yours. <laughs> yeah, I want to uh, see you running around your neighborhood with pinstripe, pinstripe pride painted across your chest. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the case, definitely. But I, I do give them kudos for uh, putting up there on the board eleven wins in a row. But it, it's it's getting crazy, man. I mean, you know, I'm getting closer and closer to postseason, and looking across the divisions without getting into all the rundown just yet. I I noticed. What, the Chicago White Sox, they're probably leading their division by about more than anybody else. And uh, quickly, I want to say, uh, if I didn't say this earlier, Nick, uh, we're going to have the gentleman from uh, Good Guys Talk Back, and that's a White Sox podcast, Nick Mirowski. He's going to be with us here a little later. But looking at them, I mean, they're doing outstanding there in the Central Division. And looking across all of them, Brandon, let's see, man, we got – I guess if you look at the National League West and you're trying to determine who's really knocking it out as far as the number of games won, let's see, the average for, let's see, National League average for the West. And you're going to see the Giants who've been you know, doing a fantastic job. They're only two and a half games ahead of the Dodgers, mind you. But their winning percentage is 648 the Giants is, and the Dodgers is 627. So at this point, the Giants have 81 wins, and I think that puts them above everybody in both leagues. 
Yes, it does. I believe it's the Rays looking at the. Yes, the Rays are second overall with 78 wins. Then it looks like the Brewers are third at, at 77. That's just my yeah. rough map looking at the ESPN app. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, 611. And, you know, looking at some of the measurements that are provided to the last 10 games, and you'll see that the Brewers are 7-3. and three, And while the Yankees are what? They are uh, 11 for 11. We're going to see if they're going to be 12 for 12 tonight and break some records or match some records. The Red Sox are 6-4. and four. They won a game last night, but they've been suffering. You know, I mean, uh, I thought they might maintain the highest position uh, at one point. In the AL East, but that doesn't be, seem to be the case. Yeah, everybody was saying that, but I don't know if they're just they just hit a stumbling block block at the wrong time. But they really seem to hit a hard time lately, and it doesn't help that the Yankees are going on a a crazy run. The Rays they seem to be playing the most consistent ball they played this year, so that that certainly doesn't help things for the Red Sox case. No, no. no. And in the Blue Jays, as long as we're talking about AL East, let's see, they they have fallen back some. I mean, there we're looking at uh, three and seven. You know, they uh, that's that's not a great way for going for the last ten games. And I'm sure Charlie Montoya is getting a lot of grief, probably as much as Aaron Boone was getting a few weeks back. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking them up a couple weeks ago, but maybe that's just the kiss of death. I hope not. I mean, he's a great uh, great manager, as far as I'm concerned, and just. Some ugliness is going on right now. We'll see what comes back. And then what is – how many games have the Orioles lost, Brandon? Um, I don't think they've played since the 4th of July, if I'm honest, looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think you got that nailed. I mean, we're looking there, I know, for their uh, their win-loss percentage is 306, and I forget if it's like 28 games thus far or something in a row without a win. God bless them. Uh, that's just cursed. You know, if you're with a record like that. So tough time to be a a fan in Baltimore. Well, hey, they have the Ravens coming up here in a couple of weeks. So they have, they have something better to take their eyes off of the, the Orioles. Yeah. Well, good luck to, you know, to them on that. So we'll see. All right. Well, let's actually, we just kind of peripherally jumped into this. But go ahead if you got the uh, rundown and give us what's what. All right. Since we were just talking about the Orioles and the AL East, we can start there. The Rays lead the East at 78 and 48. The Yankees four back, but they are coming in hot, going for 12 in a row tonight. Red Sox, they've fallen back a bit. They're six and a half back. The Blue Jays, 12 back. And then the Orioles, hot on the heels of the Blue Jays, 39 games back. No, I didn't even think that was possible, but go ahead. 39 games back. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it shouldn't be, but hey, you can't spell impossible without possible. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Going to the Central, the White Sox lead that division 73-54. and 54. They have that division pretty well in hand at the moment, as the Indians are 10 games back, Tigers 12, Royals 16, and Twins 18 back. Man, didn't think the Twins would be that far back. No, I anticipate them to be doing much better than at least middle of the pack. To- Closing out the AL, we'll head out west where the Astros lead that division 74-52. and 52. Four and a half ahead of the A's, five and a half ahead of the Mariners, who are quietly making a wild card push. The Angels are 11 and a half back, and then the Rangers, 29 and a half back. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I don't know which I'm surprised more about, that the Angels are fourth or that uh, the Mariners are, are about, what, five or six games ahead of them. Both both are pretty surprising. I mean, the Angels had all those hope, hopes with Rendon and Trout in there, but they've battled injuries pretty much all year. I, I don't know. I'd say Seattle because nobody really talks about them. They, they're they yeah. just quietly doing it. Because we were talking a couple weeks ago. We I didn't think the Mariners were this good because they were just beating the Rays. And I look at their record. Their record is was better than the Yankees at that time. And they were wow. like a couple games out of the wild cards. So they're doing it quietly. Well, and, and they're 7-3, and three, you know, for the last 10 games. So that's encouraging. We'll, we'll see what comes of them. I mean, uh, at five and a half games back, you know what I mean? That's better than what the Red Sox are doing now. They're six and a half games back. Yeah, but now that we are done with the AL, we're going to go over to the National League. We'll start on the East, where the Braves, even though they've dropped two straight to the Yankees, they are 68-58, and 58, still with a four-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies. Six-and-a-half ahead of the Mets, who are pretty disappointing, even though they were called out by their owner just last week. The Nationals 13 games back, and then the Marlins 17 back. Yeah, the Marlins, I'd, I'd hope to see them uh, be excelling far above where they are now. And I know what you said, like their last 10, they're 2-8, and eight, and the Mets the Mets really have surprised me being you know down so far, 2-8 uh, and eight for their last 10 as well. Yeah, that's kind of sad because we were both kind of rooting for them. We were hoping for a, a Mets-Padres NLCS, but that might not be possible if even one of those teams can get in there. Yeah, I don't think you're right. So what else, where do we got going with moving to Central? Uh, we have the Brew Crew. They lead that division 77-49. and 49. Eight and a half games ahead of the Reds. 13 ahead of the Cardinals. 22 and a half ahead of the Cubs. And 31 ahead of the Pirates. Well, the Cubbies, I think everybody expected to see kind of a fallback after they just seem to be dealing all kinds of, you know, veteran players and, Fantastic players that everybody else out there, but so they're three and seven for the last ten, and uh, what they even traded one pitcher uh, to to the team across the <laughs> across the oh hmm, can't speak. They even <laughs> traded one pitcher to the to the White Sox, so that was kind of interesting too. Yeah, their best their best pitcher, honestly, probably in Kimbrel. <laughs> and closing out the rundown, we'll finish out West. The Giants still lead that division at 81-44, two and a half ahead of the Dodgers, 14 ahead of the Padres, 24 ahead of the Rockies, and 40 ahead of the Diamondbacks. Sheesh, 40 ahead of the Diamondbacks. And do you realize, as much grief as we give the Orioles, that's one more game back than the <laughs> Orioles are to win uh, their division. So my gosh, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, mean I was going to say at least the Ravens had the, or, or not the Ravens, Baltimore the Ravens. had the Ravens to look forward to and take their mind <laughs> off of this. Who does Phoenix have? They have the, the Cardinals. Nobody really knows what they can do. Maybe 500 this year. They seem to underachieve a lot. And then Lord knows the Coyotes aren't going to do anything in the NHL. They're They're getting evicted. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, well, we we will see where, where the love continues to grow. Obviously, with some of these and the NL West, I think we, you and I both talked earlier in the year. I really expected to see the Padres doing better than they are. I really did. You know, what I mean, Tatis Jr. Uh, when he's had some difficulties, he came back the other night and he still didn't do well. And I don't know if you saw it or not, but 
Machado hit this beautiful, beautiful hit that was going to be a home run. And A.J. Pollock leaped out there by the fence, put his head, his hand up there right amidst three fans who had their hands out to catch a ball, and bam, he stole a great souvenir. <laughs> that was a heck of a catch, though, too. Yeah, it was. If you all want to look up there on uh, at, ba- at the Baseball Biz on Twitter, I've posted a couple of photos from that. That was just mind-numbing. I, I absolutely adore those type of plays. Yeah, and I wish these games were on a little bit earlier, even though I can stay up later to watch it. I mean, I I just get tired at watching 10 o'clock first pitch games, but maybe they can play on the weekend sometime soon so we can watch this excitement. <laughs> yeah, watch those midday games or something if they do yeah. that too. So <laughs> I don't know. Hey, have you been watching any of the Little League? Not as much as I would like, but I, I've been trying to catch as many games as I can. I know the, I believe it's Texas, they have the, the catcher that's a girl. I mean, that's really exciting. She's one of the best players. I mean, she was a heck of a lot better than I ever was. Well, were you a catcher? No. I I mean, I played center field and shortstop a lot. I was good at fielding, but hitting, uh, I, I I couldn't do that. I could pretty much do everything <laughs> else good but hit, and, and that's pretty important. I was a kid sitting out in left field who uh, who quit standing up after a while and sat on his glove because he didn't <laughs> anticipate anything coming out to me. So, yeah, yeah. No, that it was well. It's exciting to see that. Yeah, it's not so traditional with the little league, and you know, you got a good player, you got a good player. So glad to see she was doing that. You know what? Uh, a sad thing about the little league World Series this year was obviously with COVID, teams from other countries were not going to be able to participate. But there has been a lot of excitement, and I'm going to continue to watch that. Uh, I find myself flicking back and forth between major league game into the Little League back in, you know, so good thing I got the clicker. I practically worn it out with that. <laughs> yeah, that that is an unfortunate thing. It's kind of like the Olympics where this is for a lot of these, well, in the Olympics for most of the people, it's going to be a once in a lifetime. But for these little kids, this is going to be the only shot they have to go to Williamsport and play. And they're not getting the full experience because you don't have the international teams there. But also you don't have the atmosphere that's there. It just feels... Like, it's incomplete, even though I, I am glad that we have it back. I have said it, it is a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine to watch it. It's always fun, but it <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't feel the same, even though I do enjoy watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Some of the things that they put up on the screen is a, a player comes up to bat. You know, they'll put their position, and they'll say a couple of different things. I mean, last week we were talking about – uh, what favorite subject lunch was one of them, <laughs> but this week one of them was the let's see favorite actor, and I, you know I saw Harrison Ford, that didn't surprise me. Then I saw Robert Downey Jr. I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh yeah, that's right, Iron Man. <laughs> so he he'd be in there. But two of them on the team, I think uh, I think it was New Hampshire said uh, their favorite actor was Adam Sandler. <laughs> I thought, what 12-year-old even knows who Adam Sandler is? He doesn't make the most kid-friendly movies. He he does no. some. He does make some gems. Yeah, but I don't know. Has he really made much in the last few years? If I was 12 years old, would I have been alive when he made most of these? <laughs> Being 65, I've seen them all. But <laughs> I can't think of any recent movies, but he has. he does like to make movies every now and then. It, 
his movies see, basically seem like the friends that get together for like a TV production class and make a movie for a project. It's been a, a lot of crazy things going on with uh, the Little League. And, and you know, I, I always want to make a little note card and say, oh, write down that, that young man's name or that young lady in the case of the catcher and say, will I see them in you know four, six years? And as, as a, somebody who's being looked at, you know, we look at somebody like the Rays had Wander Franco, you know, and where did he come from? Well, it's Dominican Republic. But I'd be interested to in see from this Little League if we have any players coming out of that in the uh, in the next five or ten years. Yeah, that that's always really cool. And I'll give this girl's name. Her name is Ella Bruning. I believe that's how you say it, but she's really good. She's really fun to watch. And it's always cool to see kids who played in the Little League World Series make it either to college or football. They're not, not football. There actually was a quarterback who plays football. He played at Georgia. Jake Fromm, he played in the Little League World Series. And, I mean, I'm sure if you go through all the major league rosters, you can find at least one guy per team that's played in the Little League World Series. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, maybe we'll follow up with that later on in the next show. But it's it's been an interesting week, man, I tell you. And I'm, I'm looking at injuries and, you know, even our Tampa Bay Rays, uh, G-Man Choi, you know, he's he's out. And which – which came for a, a rather very interesting game last night. It's like, well, I expect to see Yandy Diaz at first. But, oh, my gosh, no, no. Let's see. Oh, we're pay, playing a National League. So we got our pitcher up there. Rasmussen was, uh, uh, you know, he was not he was there pitching. But on first, instead of having a designated hitter, our designated hitter is working first. And that was none other than Mr. Nelson Cruz. And <laughs> in, in his tenured career, I think he's 41 years old now. In his tenured career, I don't think Nelson Cruz has ever played first base. No, he has not. And you could kind of tell at some points it was quite an adventure for him. <laughs> yeah, but he, he had a pretty good stretch. I mean, he, while he got the ball a couple times when it was p- being pitched over to him, yeah, I, you know, he he's not a G-man Choi out there, but hey, it was still incredible to watch him do that. So the, the Rays did wind up winning that game. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how they do with their raise winning ways. But, you know, the, the Yankees are creeping up. We'll see. Yeah, how about Rasmussen? He's been a, a pleasant surprise. It'd be nice if he go just a little bit longer, maybe another inning or two. Don't want to get too greedy with the raise pitchers. Five is, five is like the new seven-inning pitch outing. But I think he, he's done pretty good. Yeah, and, you know, even Waka, who I love to criticize so much, um, he did okay this past time out. He, I, see, did we lose that? Or did the Rays lose that game? I believe they did lose it, but he he pitched pretty good. His defense kind of let him down, from what I remember. I didn't think it was all his fault, but he could have been a little bit better. But he's definitely been a lot worse. Yeah, Waka likes. I like to pick on him, but you know uh, what was it? The Friday game, the first game we played the White Sox in Tampa, and. uh while we took it on the chin, Waka really didn't do that bad. No, his, his like I just said, his defense kind of let him down a little bit. He went five, pretty good outing, but he gave up eight hits, three earned runs, no walks, but nine strikeouts, and he threw 100 pitches. So it, it wasn't the worst outing for him. Yeah, and what I saw out there, it was the rest of the defense that kind of lacked. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that 
you know, Waka may have got uh, somebody hit the ball and that, um, I mean, eight hits, but it went between people's legs or maybe it was a shift or whatever, but it really seemed like the White Sox had the number on us that, that, that game. Plus, plus what was really interesting seeing the White Sox and seeing Tim Anderson, their shortstop, who is just freaking amazing. I mean, he had, what, six at-bats, four runs, three hits, two RBIs. Tim Anderson's amazing. And I look forward to talking to uh, the good guys who talk back here in a while. So, uh, yeah, so Waka, I can't pick too much on him. And the Rays, we'll, we'll see how they continue. Yeah, they, they've continued pretty good since then, since that was their last loss, I believe. I know Sunday was a shutout. It was, what, like 9 nothing. Yeah, that was that was kind of ugly. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, Tony Larusa decided uh, he was going to pull Anderson for those next two games. I don't know if he's injured or not. I saw something today about his leg was bothering him. So he may or may not be playing for the White Sox this weekend. I'm trying to think if there's any other crazy news out there. I mean, that's about all I got. What do you got? Yeah, I, I think I think we got all the crazy news out. Well, Brandon, it is getting interesting, man. It's watching all these divisions, what's coming up, looking at, at who's leading and seeing what kind of changes are going to be made. We're definitely going to be keeping our eye on the Yankees, see how they're advancing. And, of course, the uh, the um, National League West, I am <laughs> I really want to see what's going to happen with, there with the Di- Giants. and uh, <laughs> I really want to see what's going on in the National League West with the Giants and Dodgers. So that's going to be interesting to watch as well. So, a lot of good things happening. And like I said, we're going to be talking with Nick Morawski of Good Guys Talk Back and talk a lot about the White Sox because they are definitely well, probably the biggest leader across all divisions. Uh, for, for <laughs> They are probably the biggest leader of any division. So I think the next team behind them is like 11 games back. So uh, 10 back. 10 back. Okay, well, thank you. Now we have that correction in for Brandon. Breaking news. <laughs> All right, everybody. Want to thank you all again. Again, you can find Brandon at the. What? what no, no. You can find Brandon <laughs> at Sports Blitz Pod. I keep wanting to say the. You can find Brandon at Sports Blitz Pod on Twitter, and you can find me, Mark, at the Baseball Biz. And obviously, you already found us here, Baseball Biz Podcast. So when you find us, subscribe us to us, like us, download us, and we're hoping to talk with you guys again real soon. Special thanks to X-Tech RUX for the music rocking forward.